Today's podcast is brought to you by Dell Expert Network. If you are a Dell Expert Network member, you can qualify to get double rewards through July 31st, 2022 on all servers that include a Microsoft standard or data center operating system and five plus client access licenses if your order includes Microsoft standard or data center operating system and five plus CALs. You can learn more or join the Dell Expert Network at www.dell.com forward slash D-E-N contest. You are entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. What's up, folks? How you doing? Doing all right? I hope you are. Got a very exciting... Um, episode today. Uh, I have no guests joining the studio because I got some stuff to get through. I got some stuff to get off of uh, of my chest. Um, uh, you know, a, f- a funny thing happened on the way to the uh, on the way to the office uh, last week. Uh, I, I worked from home, so um, I guess it wasn't exactly a long uh, commute. But nevertheless, I was having a great day, having a great week, actually. And uh, we're, we're super busy here at MSP Alliance um, getting our exec, executive uh, group first meeting um, happening in Denver in July next month. Um, very excited about that. Um, a lot of people from uh, the MSP community are going to be coming to that um, and, and discussing a lot of great uh, topics in person in Denver um, that are of, of import to the managed services profession. And we're also working on a kind of a super secret, top secret uh, project here at MSP Alliance uh, related to certification and uh, should have some stuff to announce about that in, in a, a few short months. But um, things are all, all around really, really great. And um, all of a sudden, I get this. Um, I get this uh, note from uh, one of our members, and it it kind of drew me into this uh, online uh, debate that uh, had been, uh, or commentary, I should say, that had been going on. And so, anyway, we're going to talk about that today, and then we're going to talk about a couple of stories that I, I saw over the last week or two. And it's just a really interesting um, dichotomy of news coverage on managed services that I think are polar opposites. And when I get to the stories, you'll see exactly how um, how these stories, two different stories from two different publications treat managed service providers very, very differently. So differently that you'd almost think, well, one of them probably would be wrong, right? One of them, if if one of them is correct or close to correct, then the other one couldn't also be correct. And um, anyway, so we're going to cover that. But uh, first of all, this um, this kind of online debate that um, that I got drawn into. So our our the, the message came from uh, our good friend Corey Munson over at, at PCmatic, and and he we've been working with Corey in the. PCmatic folks for many, many years. Um, I think well over ten years, and he's he's a great guy, good group of folks over at PCmatic, 
And I think he just com he tagged me in this um, this online post um, with with someone who was uh, who had made a quote who who made a statement and the the statement was uh, there's two statements really that struck me and the it was based on an article and there's an there's an insurance person executive and I don't want to call people out so I'm not going to use names and and I don't you know I don't certainly mean to um I don't want to I don't want to challenge people's opinions on things but sometimes I can't express something that doesn't come across as I guess diametrically opposed to what someone else might say and I apologize in advance. Um, I, again, I'm not trying to um, uh, demean people's opinions here, but I, I do feel like I need to express an opinion that um, I think is is more than just on my mind. It's more than just an opinion I hold. I think it's a lot uh, opinion of a lot of MSPs. And before I give you the quote, I'll tell you this: I got some emails completely separate from that post that Corey Munson. Um, uh, tagged me in. I got completely separate, you know, like from our members saying, "Hey, did you see this? Uh, did you see this article? Someone, someone said this, this, this statement about MSPs and insurance. And you know, what do you think of it? Like, this is crazy, right? This is this is not this is not a good thing for the MSP sector. And I know that there's a a community of you uh, concerned." Uh, MSP folks out there, a lot of communities that um, you don't like to talk about um, negative things. And, and I'm sorry, I, I don't want you guys to get offended, but we're going to talk about it today and we're going to correct the record. Uh, and that should be a good thing. We're going to attempt to correct the record. So let me just dive right in. So the, the, and I'm not going to post the article because I don't want to call more attention to it because I, I don't think that the article or the theory deserves more attention because I've already talked to you guys about it from other sources. Go back, listen to some of the previous podcasts. I'll try to find those and link them in, in the show notes. I've already covered this topic. And the fact that this is getting more airplay bothers me because of the patently stupid nature of this idea. And the, and the underlying belief upon which it is built. And the quote that I was called into, I'm trying to find it. Where is it? Where is it? Because I want to accurately quote it. Here we go. MSPs are almost uninsurable at this point because of supply chain risk. Now, this is according to the CEO of, of this insurance company. Quote, many of these organizations are doing the right things already, but that makes them still a very high risk. Let me reread the beginning of that quote because it's really important because it may to the to the untrained eye someone who's just reading this casually and saying over morning coffee or juice uh hey this this is 
this is perfectly acceptable, man. What are you talking about? This is not anything to be riled up over. Don't let your Weaver outrage meter go above anything above a, a low because this is not warranted. Maybe so, but I, just bear with me, folks. Quote, MSPs, managed service providers. We're not talking about ministers of Scottish Parliament. We're not talking about Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport. We're not talking about any of that. We're talking about managed IT service providers. Quote, MSPs are almost uninsurable at this point. That part of the statement is absolutely accurate. It's an accurate reflection in some markets. Some markets. I'll get to that in a moment. But that first part of the sta- of the that first part is very very true. The second part is where it completely departs from reality. My God, Charles, are you serious? That's that's a pretty bold statement. Yeah, it is. But I intend to back it up with fact. Quote, MSPs are almost uninsurable at this point because of supply chain risk. No. Patently not true. Objectively false. That is not a true statement. Why is it not a true statement? I will tell you why it's not a true statement. MSPs are not made more risky because of their RMM vendor. And I know that there was a breach last, a security incident last year. I understand that. And I know that you guys over there and that other, you know, these other communities that are afraid of talking about this stuff. Yeah, you you already know what that is. I'm not going to bring it up by name, but we all know what it is. And by the way, there's constant breaches or attempted breaches all day long. It's not like any of us are safe. We're all being either targeted or indiscriminately attacked, even if our identity is unknown to the malware gangs out there. They're just they're just bowling for dollars. Those of you who weren't alive at that point, it's just an indiscriminate attack model now that doesn't presuppose that your particular domain or company is of any more or or less value than anybody else. They're just trying to rope in something, right? They're they're putting their line in the water, hoping to get any fish. There isn't any one fish that they're they're identifying or trying to target. You get what I'm saying? It's not because of the supply chain risk. The supply chain vendors are arguably lowering a lot of the risk for the MSPs and have been for many, many years because the supply chain vendors, most of them, are doing a lot to add to the overall cybersecurity awareness and capability and defensive posture of the MSPs and of consequence down downstream to their customers. I reject categorically that supply chain risk is the cause of 
is the direct proximate cause of MSP risk. See what I did? I, I, I transferred supply chain risk that I, you know, I don't think exists and just transferred it down to the MSP. MSPs do have risk. We all have risk, but the MSP risk comes from some very unusual places that we'll get to. But I don't believe that supply chain vendors are anything more or less risky than anything else out there that touches the internet. If you completely removed every single MSP on the planet, what would happen to the risk of customers? Because this is what this statement is ultimately getting at. MSPs are almost uninsurable at this point. What does uninsurable mean? Hold on. At this point, because of supply chain risk, if the MSPs ask yourself this question, if you doubt what I'm saying, ask yourself this question right now. If you removed, you, you had a, a, a Thanos moment, you snapped your fingers, and every MSP on planet Earth disappeared right now, there's no more MSPs anywhere. Did the risk profile go down? Did it vanish? Did it stay the same? Or did it just skyrocket? If this statement is true, supply chain risk and consequently risk to the customers, the end user, would go down, would it not? Seems like a logical conclusion. No, it wouldn't go down. You and I know damn well it wouldn't go down. You and I know it wouldn't stay static. We all know it wouldn't stay static. We all know it would go through the roof. It would skyrocket. In addition to the general overall collapse of IT all across the world, from the general IT management benefits that MSPs bring, the cybersecurity, data privacy, data security th threats that persist all over would suddenly have an empty, empty net to use a hockey term, right? There'd be no goalie there, nobody guarding. You'd have a whole team just firing off shots onto the goal if, M if every MSP was gone. Why did I say the first statement is true? MSPs are almost uninsurable at this point. I said it's, it's true and I meant it, but it's not true because of supply chain risk. All right, ready for it? Here it comes. I apologize, guys. I'm trying to keep my, my temper um, and my outrage uh, in firm control. The MSPs are almost uninsurable today, not because of supply chain risk, but because insurance underwriters, people who assess and process the policy to issue a cyber insurance policy for an MSP, are incapable 
of understanding whether they are looking at and dealing with an MSP or a break-fix company. That is the reason why you have an uninsurable moment right now. That is the reason why you have skyrocketing cyber insurance policies, not just for, for customers, but for MSPs included. Think about it. Think about it for a moment, I beg you, and it will make sense. If the insurance underwriter, the person or department who is looking at a application for cyber, and they can't tell whether or not they're dealing with a company who responds to 100% of all the problems that they're dealing with, they respond to customer IT and cybersecurity issues, meaning they are a reactive company. They are a break-fix company. They wait for the thing to break, and then they fix it. If you're trying to insure that, that would be like an automotive insurance company saying, we are going to insure only vehicles and drivers who have already gotten into accidents. What a sucky business to be in if you were an insurance company in that world. No, you try to do preventative things, right? You wear seatbelts. You have, um, you know, car alarms. You have car, um, you know, safety measures built into the automotive vehicle so that you will make the drivers and the surrounding people around you more safe. The same with home. That's why you have uh, burglar alarms and smoke alarms and CO2 alarms, right? Things that make living in the house safer. Preventative measures. Folks, the same is true with cyber. The break-fix company is like a house or a vehicle with absolutely no safety measures whatsoever because by their very definition, they wait for something to happen and then they, put, they, they go into action. The MSP, by contrast, for more than 25, 30 years has been all about proactive. Proactive, assertive action to prevent things from happening. It doesn't mean that they are 100% effective. It doesn't mean that they don't respond to things when they, they happen. But the, the goal of the MSP, of every MSP I know, is when they wake up in the morning, it is to not have the alarm bells ringing off the hook. That is not the case with the break-fix company because the break-fix company loves to hear those alarms because those alarms mean, what do they mean? Cha-ching, money. They're, the clock is running, billable hours. People are on site. Techs are, are hitting the road. Wheels are in motion. That's why MSPs are uninsurable now. 
because you've got insurance companies who don't understand who they're dealing with. And here's another thing in this in this topic, in this in this article, which it seems like the the insurance companies want to do more monitoring of the of the customers and the MSPs. It sounds like, which again is not a, a not a unheard of thing, but it's. It's absolutely the wrong prescription for solving this problem. The, the insurance companies already don't understand who they're dealing with. You, you're going to put them in charge or trust them to understand who they're monitoring and what to monitor? No, that's not the solution. That's not going to cause rates to go down. And by the way, I reject categorically this this notion that MSPs have to to suffer a fate of only rising insurance. I spoke to, and I know of an MSP, and they they spoke at MSP World, so I know that it was more than just myself that heard them. There's a group of people in the room; they all heard it. This MSP said, "Not only did we renew our cyber policy, but our rates went down." Well, gee, how did you get your rates to go down? We ed- here's the re- response from the MSP. We educated the, the insurance agent on what we are and why we're different and why we're not like all those other 98% of the, of the quote-unquote providers that they're issuing cyber coverage for who aren't doing these things. And the agent said, oh, wow, yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, oh, well, your rates go down. Whoa. I thought MSPs are almost uninsurable. Think about that, folks. Think about those two alternate realities. Is, is this like the multiverse? Is this, is this some sort of parallel universe we've got going on here? Uh, think about it. And, and it, it's a good segue into, my, into the next topic, which is um, I'm calling this the tale of two MSPs. All right. If there was a kind of an example of uh, of real polar opposite coverage of MSPs, uh, the, the, these next two stories really underscore it for me. First one, um, and I'll put links in this as well. And actually, you know what? I'm going to put links in for that cyber insurance story because I. I think you need to hear about it. I think you need to be reading about it. And I think most of you already know it. Folks, we need to talk about this stuff. We need to call it out as bogus. If you see a bad call, you need to say something. I'm sorry. You, you don't get extra points for sitting on the sidelines with your mouth shut. We all have to, to pipe up and say something and say, this is not true. This does not have to be our reality. This does not have to be what happens to us. So here's here's the first story. Quote, and for those of you who don't like bad MSP news, put put your earmuffs on. Most enterprises unhappy with their cloud-managed services providers. Oh, my gosh. No, don't say that. 
Now, in fairness, this is a this is a non-U.S. publication. It does not mean it does not mean that they're wrong um, or inferior in any way. But it, it is a it's a I'm not sure where they are. Says Johannesburg. It, they might be from South Africa. Um, as many as eighty percent of enterprises are are frustrated with their are so frustrated with their existing cloud service providers and managed service providers, they are actively looking to replace them within the next 12 months. Okay. Uh, That is not a new theme. I've heard this before. I've heard this for a long time. As long as I've been at MSP Alliance, I've heard this. And it typically happens when you deal with a when a customer finds themselves dealing not with an MSP, but with a break fix company and they realize uh, this provider doesn't have anything that's close to proactive, scalable, or repeatable. And so they realize that and they say, uh, I'm not happy. This is not meeting our needs. Um, I've got a bad MSP. And they start looking for another one. They always start looking for the other ones, right? Another MSP. And that's the good news here is that the the customer natively, inherently, instinctually knows that they want managed services. And they also instinctively know that their what their existing relationship is isn't working out. The thing that I think is the disconnect here, and it relates to the first topic of the podcast today, uh, to the insurance story, is that the customer doesn't really fully understand all the time that they're not actually having a relationship with an MSP. It's probably a break-fix company. It's probably not an MSP. And to which you may say, Charles, that those are some, that's a pretty... Um, that's a pretty bold statement. Do you have anything to uh, to back it up? Well, funny you should ask. I, I do. I have another article written also a few weeks ago. Different publication. Managed, here's the, here's the title. Managed IT services. The savior of every small business. I'll read you from the first paragraph. IT has become an an essential part of business operations in today's world. So it makes sense that people are looking for the best solutions to keep the day-to-day running smoothly. But unfortunately, even a minor crash can throw off the entire workflow. So if you don't have the proper resources to fix it quickly, it can also affect cash flow. And then they go into the value, the many values of using an MSP. A very different tone, wouldn't you say, compared to the first article? For those of you still reeling, the first article, the first article's headline was most enterprises unhappy with their cloud and managed service provider. Second article, managed IT services, the savior of every small business. Now, if you're an astute uh listener of this program, you might be saying and, and, and might be starting to employ some critical thinking and say, well, Charles, in the first article, they're, they're mentioning enterprises. 
And the enterprise market is, in, is very different than the S&B market. So true. So true. But it doesn't mean that the enterprise and the SMB customer don't have very similar, nigh on identical uh, objectives in their employment of an MSP. It may be that the enterprise class MSPs are, are um, antiquated these days. They don't have access to the same types of tools that the SMB market does. That the innovation that has taken place at the SMB and mid-market level hasn't been the same at the enterprise. Those are those are legitimate claims. I don't want to get into those, but those are legitimate claims. My main purpose, my main reason for showing you these two articles, is to exp- is to present such a diametrically opposed view. In the press, two websites that have, you know, one is, you know, oh, customers are really unhappy with MSPs. And yet the other one is, if you're a business, you're not going to survive without an MSP. How could those two things both be true at the same time? Here's my explanation. Again, it's going to be the same response as I gave you related to the insurance. The only thing that makes sense is that in one of those two scenarios, in those one of those two articles, you're not dealing with a real MSP. There are MSPs and there's everything else. If you're not an MSP, you are not proactive. You're, you're reactive. You are, you are reactive. There's no other way to, I don't care what you call yourself. If you're a, a value-added solution provider, I don't care if you call yourself an MSP by name. I don't care if you call yourself a value-added reseller. I don't care if you call yourself a system integrator. I don't care if you call yourself a managed hosting provider, a managed cloud provider, a cloud services provider. I don't care what you call yourself. If you are not providing proactive IT management to your customers, then you are something else. You are in a category that I'm going to put in a bucket over here because that is not a bucket that is going to be part of the solution of today and tomorrow. It is the proactive IT company. I will call them an MSP because that's what I find most helpful. They are the ones that we need more of. They are the ones that are the saviors of the SMB market. They're the ones that are the saviors of the enterprise market for that matter. They are the ones that are eminently insurable. They are the ones that are not only insurable themselves, they are the ones, they, the MSPs, are the ones that will make their downstream customers insurable. It is the break-fix company that is uninsurable. It is the break-fix company's customers who are also uninsurable from a cybersecurity standpoint. It is the break-fix provider who has an unhappy relationship with their customer. Do you see the trend here, folks? Do do, Do you see it? And I, tr- I really tried my best to, to keep, you know, keep, keep uh, uh, the outrage 
a level low. Um, but folks, this is really important stuff. And there's a lot of people who are getting it wrong. And it, and it irks me when they get it wrong. And it, gets, and, and it gets to me when they get it wrong and they publicize it and people attribute some measure of, um, I don't know, what's the word? Some measure of respect for the idea. I, I'm not saying be disrespectful to the person. I'm saying the ideas must be challenged here categorically the ideas, not the people. Go after the ideas. And these ideas here about MSPs being uninsurable must be challenged head-on, squarely. We have to push back. And I, and I hope you do too. And, and, and those communities out there that have been reluctant to talk about kind of these you know, touchy su- subjects because it, you feel that it makes MSPs look um, you know, in a bad light, it, it it doesn't. The, these headlines make MSPs into a bad light, and they shouldn't be. Real MSPs shouldn't be. Real MSPs should be exalted, should be uh, championed, should be you know proudly broadcast for the work that they do. And and maybe that's a, that's a good point. I'm going to start bringing on MSPs to talk about the positive things that they do. Real MSPs, not break-fix companies, real MSPs who do real, proactive, solid work every day, day in and day out, who are insurable. Because maybe that's what we need to do is, is pay more attention to them and, and let them be the focus and not the, the break-fix reactive community. Think about it, folks. Really think about what, what, what I said. Does it make sense? And if it does, spread the word. Until next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone. 